Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, March the 26th. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today on the show, I have got... Curtis. Kato. Brad. And we are a bunch of fans. I've got Artists. a delay, it sounds like. You got a little bit of a delay? <laughs> you may have. That's all right. We'll work through it the best we can tonight. We are a Definitely bunch of, have a delay. <laughs> there you go. We are a bunch of fans, artists, creators, and critics from the Midwest talking entertainment, pop culture, taking your comments, and whatever, including working through a delay, apparently. Uh, thanks to all of our hosts for being here tonight, even uh, if we have some technical issues. And thanks to everybody watching us on the live stream tonight. By request, we've got the live stream going tonight. And thanks to everybody who is listening to the podcast uh, down the road in your podcast player, whenever and wherever you're catching us. We appreciate you tuning us in. we got some fun stuff for you this week. We are setting the finals of our March Madness tournament, our favorite 90s movies draft that we did. We set the tournaments. We were down to our final four this week. You voted. Two are moving on to the finals, and you'll get to pick our favorite 90s movie this week. We are also going to do something fun. We are holding a fantasy musical <laughs> supergroup draft, which is a whole mouthful. But basically, we're going to draft our own band. We're going to draft a, draft a uh, supergroup. Um, it'll be a draft, and uh, there's some hidden twists worked into it as well. So stick around for that. Plus, we've got all that's new and newsworthy and entertainment and pop culture. This week's pop quiz, a whole lot more. But before we get to all of that, how has everybody been doing? How's everybody's week been? I know we can, we'll just go around and jump in. It's roundtable as always. Uh, Kenny, I know, saw the Snyder Cut. Curtis, have you had a chance to catch it yet? Uh, I started the first five minutes, then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I was very tired today. I couldn't help it. That's all right. No, it's all right. It's, you know, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so, Kenny, 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 Kenny yeah. what have you been up to? And tell us your thoughts on the Snyder Cut. You don't have to go into the fucking the lengthy detail like I did last week, or you can if you want to. It's up to you. But uh, give us your thoughts no. and tell us what you've been up to. I'll keep it simple. You know, I. I I enjoyed it. You know, it, it was long, but I mean, honestly, unless you were just watching the clock, you didn't, you, you noticed, you knew you were watching, you'd been there sitting there for a little while watching it, you know, but uh, I loved everything that they added. And I went in and watched a uh, few people's reviews on, you know, what they added and what they thought of it and stuff. And I pretty much felt the same way. I enjoyed it. I liked the, character building that they did for like the flash and cyborg and you know stuff like that like the music every time like wonder woman did something that you know, oh, yeah that shit yeah i was like okay <laughs> one time would have been cool but i mean if she turned around to look at something it's like oh you know so right. like, oh, i yeah I, I did watch the the pitch meeting do you ever watch those videos where the guy it's like yeah, the same guy i saw that too they oh. did the pitch meeting on the starter cut and every time he said one woman that music would play <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome because that's exactly how it was in the movie 
Yeah. So yeah, there's a couple of that stuff that I was like, okay, whatever. But I mean, I really liked it. So that's that's I'm I'm not saying anything that people probably haven't heard, you know. And I, I did like I didn't realize like a lot of the um I guess it's uh like the autism people were really liked what they did with Flash and kind of how he how his he played the character and stuff and a couple other groups did and I was like oh that's interesting I I didn't think of it that way I just thought of him as a kind of a you know teenage kid kind of you know just how they are you know right a better representation I haven't than seen that him music as Flash, that came but out. I can see that yeah um which, which like is talking over you guys and I do apologize no, that's you're that fine. lag no, that's all right. We know we know you're in a in a spot tonight. Uh, it's funny because maybe that's making up for Ezra Miller's performance in The Stand, where he played the trash can man as a bad parody of an autistic person. So it's like you know what you go all in one way and you go all in the other way and you, you find what works for you. Well, I did just, some yeah yeah I uh, I did see that someone had timed it out and uh, I guess twenty minutes of the film is in slow motion if you add it all up. Um, so that, that's like, somebody's like, you know, if you just ran those 20 minutes in normal speed, you loot, you cut 20 minutes off your film or you cut 19 minutes off your film. So that was kind of funny to see, but yeah. So, but outside of that, um, I've basically been like going through a bunch of old boxes and stuff like that, trying to knock some of that stuff out. And then as far as what I've been watching, I've been watching, um, that, show that's i think it's three weeks in or something like that uh debris mm-hmm. i've been watching yeah. that and, uh really enjoying that and then i uh, started watching the food that built america hell yeah and that's history was, channel right oh i love yeah it's on the history channel and i love that yeah it's awesome so much that you know that stuff that you didn't i've heard some things like you know, dealing with Kellogg, you know, I kind of knew some stuff about him just because of uh, we learned about him and psychology and stuff in college. But um, just some of the other stuff, I'm just like the stories are amazingly interesting. And if anybody kind of likes that kind of stuff, you will love the Food That Built America on History Channel. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that show. There's there's some stuff that... There? Uh, there's, this is what second season. So there's, I think yes. there's like, there wasn't a whole lot in the first season. There may have been six yeah. in the first season. So yeah, it's not, it's not a long get caught up and watch. And, and it's each episode is its own thing. It's like this episode's about, you know, Heinz or this episode's about Kellogg yeah. or yeah. And there's awesome. some of them that you're like, Oh, well this guy was working hard to make it better yes. for Americans. And some of them you're like, Oh, this is some gangster shit. <laughs> you know, it just depends on yeah. the story they're telling, you know, it's just yeah, kind of funny. I mean, it's interesting because you know, it starts out the first few episodes are like Kellogg and his brother and you know, that whole thing. But then you bring in, okay, well post actually went to Kellogg's, and then you know when he killed himself his daughter took over and she met bird's eye and got that frozen food got freezers into every you know into everybody's home and stuff and it's just like wow it's all that that part of it was very intertwined very neat so yeah very cool but, but i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff i love that stuff so oh yeah awesome how about you curtis what have you been up to uh, a few, I did a few things this week. Um, I'm sure Brad will talk about this a little more later. 
um, me and Brad went and seen uh, Nomadland with uh, oh, Francis yeah. McDormand. This is a very, very good movie. It very much takes its time, which I don't mind a movie that takes its time, but uh, also kind of, kind of a sad movie. But it's it was still really good. If you get a chance to see it, you should go see it. Um, interesting, also because I think there's only like two real actors in there, and everyone yeah, else is everyone, playing themselves. Everyone else is just real, like a real nomad person. So yeah, it's a pretty interesting movie. Um, then. A few days later, Kenny and I did an interview, which will come out soon once we actually do the review of the 13th Warrior. So look forward to that. And uh, That's fun. I like that. He was a pretty cool guy. He's very laid back, so he's pretty cool. And um, you want to then talk about who you interviewed? We inter- Kevin Van Hook. He's, he uh, was the storyboard artist on the reshoots for the 13th Warrior. He's also the creator of Bloodshot which they turned into a Vin Diesel movie last year, which got affected by COVID. But uh, no, he just seems like a pretty cool guy. And he's, he, he's a visual effects artist and uh, does a lot of stuff. And then um, yesterday, um, I guest starred on my friend's podcast, uh, Bravo Creative Podcast. Uh, my friend Tom Baker, he's the one that hosts it. And me and Hawk and a friend of the podcast, Stephen Denton, we're all on there. We're talking about the Sato 48. And... Uh, how we got into it and what we look forward to doing in the future because Sato's coming up in about three weeks. So um, look forward to that. That should be coming out within the week. So, Tell us a little bit about, for those who are listening and don't know what Sato is or how it works, kind of explain to folks what Sato is because it's a pretty unique and interesting deal that we've got here locally. Yeah, basically um, it's a short film competition. You have 48 hours to make a five minute short film but it's not that easy because they also give you certain rules every year. Like um, one year we were like, you have to have a character use a key that doesn't belong to them, or you have to use this, or you can't do this. You can't have any dialogue within the first minute of the movie that, you know, certain restrictions every year to kind of weave into your short story. That way you don't, you can't just go and film something and, and then I like, go, oh, here's my five minute film. And you filmed it like a year ago, you know, so you have to actually follow the rules and whatnot. Last year, our film won the Alamo Draft House Award. <laughs> yeah, yes, it did. <laughs> unique and weird. <laughs> so, uh, if you look, look online, it's called Feel Better, Sato 48, Feel Better. You see me with my shirt off and I eat dandelions and it's weird. <laughs> it, it is something <laughs> it, else. <laughs> that, that one was like, we had to we decided to skirt the rules a little bit because some of the rules was like, you can't talk about toilet paper. You can't talk about the virus. So the very first line in dialogue in the movie, Hawk's like, I feel, I don't feel so well. I feel like I'm covered with ants, you know, but he's talking about being hung over. And since I'm telling him, you need to go take poop. Since we're not using toilet paper, I give him my shirt. I'm like, I want you to bring this shirt back. It's my favorite shirt. <laughs> it's, it's well, gross, now there's no reason for anyone to watch it because there's a lot of re- there, there's, there's a lot that I didn't talk about that's in that movie. So <laughs> yeah, the uh, there's a spoiler at the end, a surprise twist, uh, which makes it fun as well. So yeah, check that out. Awesome. That Where were they? What were they look for again, Curtis? For a, I'll like, can you go again uh, a second? What's it called again? What, uh, what can they search? Feel feel better. Look for it on a uh, uh, YouTube, and it might be on Vimeo also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just type in Sato 48, feel better, and you should be able to find it. Cool. What were you going to say, Kenny? Oh, I was just going to say that uh, I liked a lot of 
last year's entries. I've the I've seen a few just because I know a couple people that do submissions too, so I try to watch them, you know, stuff. And I, last year's I really enjoyed uh, quite a few of them. So I, I think it gets a little better every year, personally. But yeah, uh, right. people yeah. do need to watch it. Absolutely. Brad, if you can, if you can hear us, if you can speak uh, five seconds into the future, how, what have you been up to? How you been? What's been going on in your world? Well, uh, I saw, like Curtis said, I saw Nomad, right? Um, which is really good. But like the very next day, I went back to the movies and I watched um, The Father, which I'd oh, only yeah. heard of on the podcast like one week ago today uh, when we were talking about the nominees. Right, but they were showing it there at the Moxie. So I was like, "All right, fuck it, I'll go watch it." And uh, they're both really good movies, but The Father I found to be a more interesting experience um, because it's it's a story about a guy with Alzheimer's, and it's told from his perspective. And so, like throughout the movie, like he'll be like basically flashing through time. And because that's just where his memories are taking him. It's like the various points in time. And he's like constantly in a state of confusion, trying to figure things out. And he'll be seeing Olivia Coleman, who's his daughter. Um, and then she'll leave the room and come back and start talking. And it's a completely different woman, but it's still like his daughter. He's just, he's got another face that he's seeing there because that's how his mind is processing everything. And it's just, it was just a very interesting experience to take in having like we you know i've seen movies before about alzheimer's patients but like i've never quite seen it from their perspective like presented like how they see everything quite before and so it was kind of interesting to see it from that perspective that's cool that sounds like but, a little uh, other bit than like that i've just been working yeah i was gonna say it sounds a little bit like there was oh, one I'm, there was one episode uh, in the first season of Castle Rock on Hulu that did something very similar, a very similar gimmick with somebody who has Alzheimer's that um, the story is told disconnected from what we would consider linear time and logical storytelling, but it all kind of makes sense. So that's that's cool. That's When people take those kind of chances, yeah. that's, that's interesting. Well, very cool. Well, let's get to this week's show. Let's take a look at our top three stories in entertainment and pop culture this week, starting with number three. The Strong National Museum of Play has announced the 12 finalists that could enter the World Video Game Hall of Fame later this year. The 12 finalists are Animal Crossing. Uh, so these are franchises, essentially. Uh, Call of Duty, Farmville. FIFA International Soccer, Guitar Hero, Mattel Football, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Pole Position, that's a name you haven't heard in a minute, <laughs> Portal, StarCraft, Tron, <laughs> and Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Uh, this year's oh, wow. official inductees will be announced virtually on Thursday, May the 6th at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time from the museum's location in Rochester, New York. 
So yeah, there's a uh, there's some fun ones in there. Where in the world of Car- is Carmen San Diego? Is the one where like when you're taking keyboarding class in like middle school, junior high, high school, and it's like okay, it's a free day. You're like fuck yes, bust out Carmen San Diego. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like it was either that or Oregon Trail, and it's like the Oregon Trail is depressing. Let's let's go find Carmen San Diego. So Oregon Trail oh. is very depressing. <laughs> we played that in fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we uh, when I got uh, chemical poison, I was just where I couldn't do a whole lot, and I was just kind of like, uh, kind of down stuff. And I, uh, somebody suggested the Farmville, and they're like, Hey, do you play this? You know, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And they're like, Well, you're on Facebook, go play it, you know, be and then you could they you could help people out by doing their stuff, like planting their stuff or picking their stuff or whatever. And so I, I got hooked on that game and I'm not a game player, but I was like, I, and my wife's like, why, why are you doing, why you don't ever play games? I was like, I don't know. It makes me feel like I've got a sense of accomplishment. Like I, <laughs> I, I doing stuff, you know, <laughs> cause I just, I was so sick. I couldn't do anything in the real world so i was like hey look at me so that that was a fun little memory when you said that i was like wow yeah that's crazy yeah uh, at number two this week <laughs> so after releasing the snyder cut hbo max has now re-released Zack snyder's justice league as the black and white version called justice league colon justice is gray that's the new edition uh zach snyder says the black and white edition of the justice league snyder cut uh, in imax of course is the ideal and ultimate version of his director's cut saying uh quote to me it is the most fan-centric the most pure the most justice league experience because that's how i lived with this movie for two years in black and white you know, some people say that he has kind of the sensibilities of like a 13 year old. And if ever there was a 13 year old that masturbated more than Zack Snyder has done with this movie, <laughs> that, that poor kid needs to stop. He'll end up going blind. Uh, <laughs> I got I do have a question. Yeah. Uh, okay. Those of you that did kind of like this, is it a masterpiece or is it just whatever? No, it's it's a it's a way to spend four hours. It's not bad. It's watchable if you if you're okay. interested at all in the DC a version of these DC characters. It's you know I you can if you got four hours, do the four hours. If you want to chop it up into whatever it is, the six parts that might be a little easier to, to you know. I can knock out two parts and then I can come back and I can get one and then I can come back and get one more. Then I'll finish it up or whatever, but. Um, no, it's I've no, seen a lot of people call it a masterpiece. Yeah, be- and I don't know if I could ever take their credibility ever again. I, no. you know, I haven't well, seen it yet. Probably but- the people <laughs> like Fast and Furious. <laughs> I mean, it was it was cool in the fact, like Joey said during his review, it's cool because you're getting twice the movie. Yeah, and you know, and so yeah, obviously they were able to add stuff because they had an extra two hours to do it in. So that makes it cool in that aspect. And I broke it up into a couple different watching, basically watched two hours of it, stop and watched another two hours of it the next day. And, you know, it's not, it's not one of those things like, you know how you watch some movies and you're like, Oh, I need to go back and like watch it again. Cause I, I probably miss some stuff. 
the way it's paced out, you don't miss anything. It's all right there for you. So when you see it the one time, you're good. Unless you just down the road got another four hours to kill and you want to watch it again. And nothing bad about it. It's just, you know, you get everything that first showing and you're good to go. I think it's interesting he's saying this black and white four-hour cut is the ultimate definitive version because he's also gone on record and saying he also has a six-hour cut, an eight-hour cut, and a ten-hour cut with additional footage, and he feels the ten-hour cut is the ultimate version of this film. So it's just it's just more, like I said, it's masturbation is what it is. He's pleasuring himself. And I, maybe it's non masturbation. Maybe it is more akin to sex because there is a, a group of people that are being pleasured by this as well. But even that, it feels more like voyeuristic. <laughs> like they're just watching him masturbate to this movie. But whatever. Uh, kind of that in a real. should be the, that's the 10 hour The voyeur cut. The yeah. very end. It's just, it ends with Zack Snyder masturbating. It is just a money <laughs> show right on the screen. in my head that I don't want to make. <laughs> that's probably for the best. I'm. I, I'm I'm picturing him from his perspective. It's probably more of a uh, Louis C.K. Like he's doing it whether you want him to or not, <laughs> sort of thing. Right. I'm gonna do this uh, if you want to really say it. the gray version. Like his colors in his movies, like the visual like color palette is pretty muted as it is. So it's just taken one step further. And like <laughs> nope, it's all fucking gray now. Yeah, it's not. It can't be that much different. Um, on a related no. note, um, some fans have taken to social media to call for the never-before-seen version of Suicide Squad. Directed Director David Ayer called the version that was released in theaters of the Suicide Squad back in 2016. Uh, he, he says that, um, quote, that the studio ripped his version to pieces and that, quote, he took the hits like a good soldier when the studio cut hit the streets. Um the abandoned version of the Suicide Squad, the Ayer cut, uh, he says it's fucking amazing. Of course, he's going to say that because it's yeah. his version of it. So now there's a little bit. There's a, there's some of the Snyder cut people are starting to hey release that cut of the Suicide Squad. Well, Warner Brothers uh, chair and CEO of Warner Media has come out and said, "quote We won't be developing David Ayer's cut of the Suicide Squad." So. Yeah. That, I'm okay with that. Yeah, there there was nothing <laughs> redeemable about that movie, so I don't care. You could you could double the runtime of that, and I don't see how it. <laughs> somebody yeah. I heard somebody had said that you know, if I if I took a, a shit in a bowl and handed it to you and said this is dinner, you would be like, no, I'm not eating that shit. But if I took it back and said, well, what do you like? And they said, tomato soup. And I poured tomato soup into the bowl and said, here you go. It's still got the same two hours worth of shit in it. But now I've got just as much of, of your favorite of cream of tomato soup in there. You still be like, no, I'm not eating my favorite soup because it's still got the shit in there. And that's that's a pretty good analogy for the Snyder Cut because it is mostly most. I mean, the theatrical cut is in this movie with the exception of like three or four scenes. So. It's kind of like, yeah, if, if the if that cut, so I can't imagine with the the Suicide Squad that there's enough other stuff <laughs> to make that yeah. movie worth well, watching again. Well, like I went back and watched the Suicide Squad a couple days ago, and just because I was like, oh, I, I haven't seen this in a while, so because you were feeling thought, happy well, and were like, man, I haven't felt like slitting my wrist in a while. I think I'll watch well, Suicide Squad. No, because like I. <laughs> 
I kind of just, the first time I saw it, I didn't mind it. I, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it, hate it. So I was like, well, I want to watch it here years later and see what I think about it. And like the first two thirds of that movie is watchable, but <laughs> as it transitions into that last third, I, I really wanted to sit there like, no, this can't be as bad as I'm thinking it is. And it, it was. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like somebody did the first two thirds and then they're like, anybody want to direct this thing? Come on in. I think do that's when the studio do. I think that's when the studio took over. <laughs> I think the air cut was the first two thirds and then if the studio was like, no, no. In the air cut that may be worthwhile is the fact that in the theatrical cut they added more pants right. on Margot Robbie. So I mean, I'm sure <laughs> for sure that the air cut has less pants. She's hanging, her ass is hanging out in parts of that movie. So I don't know. I, I don't know how much more you're going to see because I mean, there, there's not much more to see unless you're subscribing to like to Pornhub Premium. I think. Well, and then it's not Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> And the number one in our news, our number one headline of the week, Disney has shuffled their theatrical plans again due to the pandemic. Uh, so like they did with Pixar's Soul, the next Pixar film, Luca, will be free on Disney+. Plus. That's on June 18th. Um, Cruella has not changed. It's still a May 28th in theaters release. But if you decide you want to, you can pay $30 and get it the same day at home on Disney plus why they call that their premiere access or whatever it is. Uh, black widow moves from may the 7th to July 9th in theaters, but you'll still also be able to pay 30 bucks and get it the same day at home on Disney plus, um, that move because they've moved that into July that shuffles things around on the back half of the year. Um, so free guy now goes, uh, in theaters on August the 13th Marvel's Shang-Chi moves from July to in theaters on September 3rd. The King's man moves to a December release. Uh, it's December 22nd in theaters. And as of right now, Marvel's Eternals is still scheduled for a November 5th release into theaters. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, seems like Disney Plus is kind of the place to throw some of that shit. Um, for example, kind of again, another related piece, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the most watched series premiere on Disney Plus. So it seems like they've got a place to dump some of this shit if it's if theaters aren't open. And I mean, I don't know that anybody's I don't I don't know that anybody's going to pay 30 bucks for it, <laughs> but it you know, there's a place to to put it and 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 folks are watching it. Did anybody else watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier premiere? Yeah. You did. I don't have uh, Disney Plus, so it's hard okay. for me to watch that stuff. I'll have to, I'll have to talk to you after the show then. Um yeah, it was good. I mean, it didn't do anything. <laughs> there was a good action sequence, and then it was a lot of just talking. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're world building. They're setting up the next six episodes, or how many there are, five more episodes. But um, it didn't, yeah. well, we, we didn't get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier together yet. <laughs> so No, but I, you know, the opening part of it was really killer. I thought they yeah. did a great job on that. And then, honestly, the... The other stuff where you were finding out about, you know, I won't say a lot because what's going on in their lives, people. right? Right. Yeah, what's going on in their lives? I was like, you know, I don't mind it because I have a feeling 
it's going to pick up the pace because I, I may be wrong, but did I hear that it's like sh- a shorter season with them? Yeah, I think they're only doing six episodes, so so we're yeah, so one six of the way down. To, <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to do something and just keep building that momentum to you know stay in the running for top show. Yeah, yeah, they they did some things. They addressed some things the movies are never going to talk about. So you know, like the fact that you know. The Avengers aren't a paid gig. I thought it was kind of funny, but you know, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. People, people dealing with real life issues while also being expected to be Avengers. It's kind of, kind of interesting. And All that money, Tony Stark was cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he he spent a lot of money on equipment and gear, and you know, the Avengers. But if dude needs to borrow money to fill up the tank and run down to Subway to get a sandwich, then maybe maybe it's time for a paid gig. I don't know. It does seem too like with this one where Wanda, they went into it knowing this was a one and done because she goes into the other stuff. and But this one almost feels like, hey, we're setting this up to probably get a few seasons out of this. Yeah. So, I, agree. I don't know if that was the plan the whole time or if it's like, ooh, people wanted more Wanda and we got nothing for them. So <laughs> here's Falcon and the Winter Soldier season two, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Well, those are the top three stories that we found in entertainment and pop culture this week, but that's not the only news taking place. I know you guys have been watching different stories throughout the week as well. Uh, what stories have you guys found? We'll start with Kenny first, and then we'll kind of go, well, Kenny Curtis, and then we'll finish up with Brad. Brad can bring us back down at the end. <laughs> go, ahead, Kenny, what, <laughs> go ahead, Kenny. What do you got this week that you've been taking a look at? Um, well, if you didn't think that Lemmy Kilmeister, for those people who don't know, he's the lead, he was the lead singer of Motorhead. He passed away. But if you thought he couldn't be any cooler in death than he was in life, you're wrong because uh, he had made it to where he can uh, have his ashes put into bullets and then uh, they were engraved the name on the bullet and they were given out to uh, associates and uh, friends and stuff like that. And um, the way we all found out about it was that uh, Ricky Rackman, who used to be the, uh, well, he's the second host of Headbangers Ball. He took over and uh, he did a, I believe it was an Instagram post that uh, he was showing the bullet and he had let everybody know what it was and, you know, everything like that. So I thought that was pretty neat that, you know, of course, who else would do that? Maybe besides Ted Nugent, maybe he'll do it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. But I just thought that was pretty neat, uh, kind of cool. I mean, I, in fact, he, Ricky Rackman had mentioned that it had brought him to tears, you know, when he got it and realized what it was and everything. So I, I thought that was a pretty neat story. Yeah, it is. That's cool. Uh, Curtis, we're, we're talking a lot of music tonight. Curtis, what do you got this week? Uh Monster Magnet have announced their first uh, covers album called A Better Dystopia, which will uh, arrive on May 21st. Um, It's got 13 tracks from the late 60s and early 70s psych and pro metal scene. Uh, Frontman Dave Windorf said that he got the inspiration uh, after the band returned from a European tour in February 2020, only to watch the world shut down due due to the coronavirus. He uh, stated that... um, Monster Magnet loves the road. It's a lifestyle. So I consider our considered our options. 
But rather than panhandle on the internet, hawking masks and Zoom rocking practice sessions for dollars, I suggest that we record a bunker record, a total DIY, DIY affair, band only. Re- and they recorded it in Bob Pentella's small but potent freak shop studio slash rehearsal space. Uh, he also said that the turmoil and anxiety plaguing the U.S. over the past year reminded him of the social political upheaval of his childhood. The songs on A Better Dystopia uh, soundtrack the turbulent time in his own coming of age, which he wanted to pay homage to. And uh, I got to hear one of the songs. I think it's Mr. Destroyer. And it's, yeah. it's pretty great. I, I said that to Kenny. I don't know if you had a chance yeah. to listen to it yet. Yeah. I, did, I, liked I love it quite the a- video. The video was killer. Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was an animated video. It was pretty great. Very cool. So, look forward to that. I know we got some Monster Magnet fans who weren't fans until you guys started talking about Monster Magnet on the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for we the Monster Magnet fans it. out there, there you go. You got something to look forward to this May. Brad, bring us home and bring us down with uh, your with the Coroner's Inquisition, Brad's Coroner's Report for uh, for this week. What do you got, Brad? I'm not doing an inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> You're not seeing what the uh, natural causes are or uh, otherwise? <laughs> right. This ain't Da Vinci's inquest, damn it. Um, so, yeah, we've had a number of people pass away. <laughs> um, I'll start off with talking about Yafet Koto, um, who is an actor known for um, Alien and Midnight Run, and he was the villain in uh, the James Bond film, Living That Die. Yeah, he was. Um, great, great and he was also on Homicide Life on the Street. He passed. Say again. I said no, it was a great uh, death scene yeah. in uh, James Bond. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he passed away uh, March 14th in the uh, Philippine, uh, Philippines where he lived. Um, he was at age 81. That's how old he was. And unfortunately, he's not the only person who's passed away, who uh, a well-known actor or anything. Uh, saw yesterday, um, I guess Wednesday for anyone who listening on friday uh he passed uh, george siegel passed away he was Pops. an actor known for uh, yep. tv shows just shoot me and he was yep. currently on the goldbergs um and he was also an oscar nominated actor for his role and who's afraid of virginia wolf back in 1966 he's also um, in the terminal man which is a good he movie. passed away yeah, I don't know if I'd call Terminal Man a good movie. He was good. <laughs> it was a good Terminal book. Man. He was but good. He was the movie. star of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one kind of <laughs> got me because I, it was, uh, I had went back and started watching Just Shoot Me Again. And I, I watch an episode every yeah. so often. And uh, then, of course, I watch the Goldbergs every week. So I was like, oh, then they had the little in memory of for this week's episode. I was like, oh, it got me again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he passed away at age 87 uh, from complications from a bypass surgery. There's your inquisition, Joey. That, that, uh, there's a there's a really confident surgeon out there to be doing uh, a Jessica bypass Walter. on an 87 year old. Yeah, <laughs> you usually right. let those go. Uh, also passing away this week was actress Jessica Walter from Arrested Development and the voice of Mallory Archer on the animated series Archer. She passed away at age 80. Oh, Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's... Yeah. She's the voice of the uh, mother on dinosaurs. Ridiculously funny woman. 
Yeah. Was she really? Yeah. Was she, she was, really? I did not realize. Yeah, she was. Damn. She was the mama on dinosaurs. Wow. Yeah, she's funny. She's a great lady. <laughs> I saw. I saw. A, <laughs> are you, you going to talk about? And, go ahead. And no, no. I saw a, video, a movie of her a long go ahead, time ago from like the seventies, and she was quite the looker back in the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just thought I'd say that. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> okay, Continue. And, uh, another person who passed away this week was, um, I think his name was yeah, Richard Gilliland, who's not an actor yeah. I'm overly familiar with, but he was a, a sitcom actor who'd been in Designing Women and Macmillan and Wife and Operation Petticoat and a bunch of other shows. He was actually uh, married to actress Gene Smart, who he'd met on uh, the sitcom Designing Women. Yeah. Uh, he just passed away at age 71. And he's then the, he's the youngster this week. Report here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Rounding up the coroner's report, BBC's breaking <laughs> news Twitter feed reported that actress Mary Tyler Moore passed away at age 80. Again? Uh, <laughs> which is a bit confusing because she passed away four years ago. <laughs> But breaking news, she's dead now. <laughs> they put the zombie Mary Tyler Moore. I don't know where she's been for the past four years. She's, been hanging out with, she's hanging out with Tanya uh, Roberts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In four years, BBC is going to report that Tanya Roberts passed away. <laughs> or has she? <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. up here. <laughs> All right. And in other news, so um <laughs> there's a there's, there's a there's a saying, there's a question, a rhetorical question out there, something about a, there's a bear shit in the woods. Um which you hear like, what the fuck's that got to do with anything? Well, it kind of ties into this story. This story comes from Anchorage, Alaska. An Alaskan woman had the scare of a lifetime when using an outhouse in the back country. Uh, she was attacked by a bear from below while using the outhouse. Uh, she says, quote, I got out there and I sat down on the toilet and immediately something bit my butt right as I sat down. This is oh. Shannon Stevens, the victim. She told the associated press. bit me! <laughs> yeah, exactly. She said, uh, Quote, I jumped up and I screamed when it happened. No shit. Uh, her brother Eric, she was out with her brother Eric and Eric's girlfriend. They had taken snowmobiles out into the wilderness to stay at his yurt, which is uh, another fancy word for his uh, semi-permanent tent. <laughs> he located uh, about 20 miles northwest of Haines in southeast Alaska. Her brother heard the screaming and ran to the outhouse about 150 feet away from the yurt. There he found uh, Shannon tending to her wound. Uh, they at first thought maybe she'd been bitten by a squirrel or a mink, something small. Uh, so Eric, he brought his headlamp with him to see what was going on. He says, quote, I opened the toilet seat and there's just a bear face right there at the level of the toilet seat, just looking right back up through the hole right at me. He How says. did you <laughs> Uh, he says, he continues, uh, quote, I just shut the lid as fast as I could. I said, there's a bear down there. We got to get you out of here now. 
<laughs> and we ran back to the yurt as fast as we could. Uh, once safely inside, they treated Shannon with a first aid kit. They determined that it wasn't serious, but they would head to Haynes to the hospital if it worsened. Uh, quote, it was bleeding, but it wasn't super bad, Shannon said. The next morning, they found bear tracks all over the property, but the bear had left the area. Uh, you could see them across the snow coming up to the side of the outhouse, she says. They figure the bear got inside the outhouse through an opening at the bottom of oh. the back door. <laughs> Uh, quote, I expect it's probably not that bad of a little den in the wintertime, Shannon said. Uh, Alaska Department of Fish and Game Wildlife Management biologist Carl Cock suspects that Shannon's wound was caused by the bears swatting at her with a paw rather than being bitten. Either way, it might be a first. Uh, quote, as far as getting swatted on the butt while you're sitting down in the winter, she could be the only person on Earth that this has ever happened to, for all I know, Cock says. No matter the season, Eric says he'll carry bear spray with him all the time when going out in the backcountry. And Shannon plans to change one behavior as well. Quote, I'm just going to be better about looking inside the toilet before sitting down. That's for sure, she says. Oh, yeah. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> I can see when why the bears in Australia, I always have to check the toilet. Yeah. Uh, that's, my- that's, that's just terrible. <laughs> My brother and sister's uh, dad, uh, they had a lake out in Mount Vernon, and uh, they had an outhouse out there, so you'd use it from time to time. And, like, occasionally there'd be, like, bees in there, and I found, like, a snake in there one time. I had, right. It was just a, just you know, garden snake, so he, I just got him out of there. But there was one time I went in there and sat down, and all of a sudden I heard splashing, and I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what happens in the bathroom. You sit down, you hear splashing, and then you're done. No, no, there was splashing before business happened. I was like, I'm out. I was like, That's it. So you were thinking of that scene from Dreamcatcher, probably. It's like, I'm fucking out of here. Oh, yeah. I was like, From now on, I'm just, I'll do my business out in the woods, and I'm fine. I don't care. So I don't know what was down there. Probably a snake splashing around or something right. going up in there. But I was still like, you know, because there's plenty of, you know, uh, water moxes and stuff and cotton mouths around there. So you had to be careful. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, well, that's the last time I do that. Yeah. Can you imagine the bear's point of view where he's just like, oh, here's a nice place to sleep. And he looks up, he sees an ass. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> I I, I kind of side. I'm, I'm kind of with Curtis. I kind of side with the bear on this one. Like he's just chilling for the winter, and then here comes somebody poking their ass in his house. Yeah, I'd swat somebody on the ass a pretty too. Shitty spot to lay low. <laughs> Maybe it was a love That's tap. Fun. Maybe he's like, hey, you know, you don't know. <laughs> Bring that ass down. Yeah. You want to keep warm this winter? Can you come on down here? <laughs> well, every week we ask you to tell us what you think are the top stories in entertainment pop culture if we use your suggestion we'll give you a shout out an upcoming episode send us your suggestions on facebook and on twitter just follow us at pgtc podcast that stands for pop goes the culture at pgtc podcast 
Links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. Speaking of social media, here are the results from this week's pop quiz. This was the final four round of our favorite 90s movies March Madness tournament. We had two polls going, each one putting two movies head to head. Here are the results. In the first poll, the number 24 overall pick. Again, we only picked 32, so this was the number 24 pick. Army of Darkness defeated the number 29 pick, Point Break, 59% to 41%. Did it again. In the second poll, we talked about this. It's probably going to be a blowout because this movie has blown out every other movie it's been up against. In the second poll, the the number two pick, The Matrix, defeated the number three pick, Pulp Fiction, 72% to 28%. The Matrix is on a fucking roll. Fucked up. So we want to thank we want to thank first of all everybody who's participated in this. Uh, we've had a lot of fun with it, and we want to thank everybody who voted in our final four matchups this week. This week, this is it. This is the finals of our favorite '90s movies March Madness tournament. We need everybody to go in and vote for their favorite of the two movies that are left. They are the number twenty-four pick, Army of Darkness, selected by Kenny, representing the Pop yeah. Goes the Culture podcast, versus the number two with a bull pick the matrix selected by daniel and drew over at quality check podcast is it going to be another blowout what do you guys think predictions on God, how this one runs <laughs> i'd say we better we better fight hard for army of darkness i'm i'm gonna social media the crap i didn't do it this week right i was like okay i'm gonna see just i want a legit win i'm not gonna overdo it and i got that so i'm gonna push hard for it and <laughs> I who knows? I mean, maybe it's just because the Matrix went against movies that people were like, that's not my thing. But, you know, either they were like, I know Matrix. I've watched that. I like that. Maybe they didn't know the others as much or didn't. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I mean, so I'm still a blowout against Pulp Fiction. Yeah, everybody right. knows Pulp Fiction. That was the two, three, the the two seed versus the three. So yeah, that was. I kind of wonder. I mean, to blow it out, it, it is. Well, if, if Jurassic Park had won, do you think they would have beat um, the Matrix this week? I don't know. I don't think so because the Matrix has gotten at least seventy percent of the vote in every poll it's been in. The first one it was up against three other movies, and it still got seventy percent of the vote. The last time it had more than seventy percent. This week, more than seventy percent of the vote. So it's. I don't know. We're gonna see. I. I'm not feeling real confident for you, Kenny, but I hope. I hope we can pull out a win for the well, team here. <laughs> I will say this for everybody that voted for me the past few times and voted for the movie, not even me, voted for the movie, (laughs) Army of Darkness. Thank you. And if you're listening, please (laughs) give it a vote again and let's take that movie, pretty much an underdog in a lot of people's opinion. We've come this far. Let's go ahead and bring it home with a win next week. Let's annihilate the the Matrix if we can. Let's let's do a seventy percent win on their ass. <laughs> we will see <laughs> what happens. For those who are listening to the podcast right now, the poll, the pop quiz is live right now. We have pinned it right to the top of our Facebook or of our excuse me our Twitter page. Again, that is at PGTC Podcast. You can go in and vote right now if you are watching the live stream. Give me a little bit of time because we're in the middle of recording a podcast. I don't quite have it up yet, uh, but it'll be up uh, 
by the end of the night for sure. Go in and vote. Go the uh, voting cutoff will end about noon central time. So you're talking midday a week from now, next Thursday, and then we'll bring you the results next Thursday night on a brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. We are going to take a quick break. We're going to do a five-minute break for those who are watching the live feed. If you're listening to the podcast, you just got to sit through like one ad. (laughs) But for those watching the live feed, we're going to take a five-minute break. When we come back, we're going to have some fun. We are going to, each of us, the four of us, we're going to draft our ultimate musical fantasy super group. So we're going to each be picking people. We may be throwing some other people into other people's groups just to try to sabotage things. We're going to have some fun with that. Plus, we're going to take a look at what's coming up in the next week in entertainment and pop culture. Don't go anywhere. We are going to be right back right after this. Hello, friends. My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know and for sure several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. All right, we are back. Let's do this thing. Here's what we're going to do. We're doing our fantasy musical supergroup draft. Here's how this is going to work and explaining this both for the listeners and for our participants tonight. Each of us is going to put together a musical supergroup. It can be anything you want it to be. It can be a boy band. It can be a girl band. It can be country and western, jazz, rock, whatever you want it to be. You're drafting a musical group. Um, it is a draft so that once a musician is taken off the board, nobody else can pick that that musician again. Uh, when it's your pick, you can do one of two things. You can pick a musician for your band or you can take a musician and put it on somebody else's team. So everybody is going to get to do that once And everybody is going to get one musician given to them by somebody else that's picking in this thing. We're going to do four rounds, serpentine style. So if you pick fourth in the first round, you'll pick first in the second round. Um, So four rounds, you'll be taking three bandmates. You'll be giving one musician away. And then at the end, we will do a fifth round, and it'll be a lightning round. We'll just pick them fast. And they'll all be musicians that we're taking for our team. So that'll round out the team. Everybody will finish this thing with four musicians that they chose and one musician that somebody uh, gave them. Does that make sense? If you guys have questions, ask them now. If you're watching Uh, the live stream, ask them now. Go ahead, Curtis. For the lightning round, make yeah. sh- so make sure we already gave away the musician that we're giving yeah. away. So for the lightning round, it's our musician. That's just yours, yep. And I'll I'll do okay. my best to remind you as we go into the fourth round if you've still got a giveaway to, to, to use. Good question. Anything else? 
All right, here's here's how this is going to work. Brad's at a disadvantage, so Brad, you are not going to get to participate in this, and I apologize, but uh, you're just at the disadvantage here. We're going to do paper, rock, scissors uh, between Kenny and Curtis. I'll sit this one out as well since I'm kind of kind of hosting this thing. <laughs> Kenny and Curtis, paper, rock, scissors. Whoever wins will choose the draft order. Does that make sense to you? So you got to put the hands up where we can see them. <laughs> is it one, two, three? Then uh, it'll be okay. one, two, three, shoot. And on shoot, on that fourth beat, that's when we see what you got. Ready? One, two, three, shoot. Kenny with the scissors right. over Curtis's paper. Kenny, what's the draft order? Who's going first? Um, well, I'll go ahead and let Brad go first. That's nice of you. Yay. Okay. And then who yeah. goes second? Uh, let's do. Joey, let's have you go second. Okay. Who's and then going I'm going to be nice. Let Curtis go third. So Kenny's taking the two back-to-back picks. So while that sounds like Kenny's being nice, all he's doing is really setting himself up for a back-to-back gotcha. pick in that first round. That's all. All right, cool. Deal. All right, so so Brad, you get to go first. Uh, make a pick, and then kind of tell us why you picked, who you picked. We'll kind of we'll kind of talk about our thoughts in between the picks. Brad, you're leading us off with the first pick. What do you got? Okay. Well, I'm going to start. Uh, it's going to be weird starting with this particular band member, but I'm starting with my drummer. Okay. Who do you got? I'm going to pick uh, a drummer named Cindy Blackman Santana. She's uh, mostly known for drumming with um, Lenny Kravitz back in the 90s up to the 2000s oh, yeah. and uh, currently drums for her husband, Carlos. Right. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. You recognize all- the name Santana. Gotcha. Yeah, well, not not that. I re- <laughs> I recognize her from the "Are You Gonna Go My Way" video with the big glasses and kind of the fro. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Right. But uh, I I saw Santana live uh, a couple years ago, and obviously she was drumming um, with them, and I was just really impressed with her. Um, I got one point of the show like like they ended a song and she kept drumming and everyone else left the stage except for her and the bass player. And they kept playing like nonstop for like 10 minutes. And then they went straight into a cover of John Lennon's imagine with her on vocals. And so not only is she like a really solid drummer, but she can also be a backup singer if need be. And uh, she's got kind of um, some jazz roots plus experience, like, you know, you know, with a rock band for Lenny Kravitz. And then of course, doing a lot of Latin fusion stuff with Carlos Santana. So I feel like she's a very versatile drummer, and uh, I just feel like it's a pretty solid pick. That is a good pick. I like that. That's, that's not one that I would have – she's not even on my list, to be honest, because I didn't – that's that's awesome. That's cool. I like that pick. Anybody else got thoughts on that one? No, so no, that, that was a good pick. I, I was with him when he, when he uh, saw her live. So, yeah, she's great. Awesome. Very good. So that's, I mean, when she got her no – Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say when she got her notoriety from the Are You Going to Go My Way video, a lot of people were just like, oh, throwing a quote unquote hot girl in there to ball whatever. It's like, you obviously don't know who she is if you think that's all she's bringing to the table. So she's an amazing drummer. Yeah, awesome. That's cool. Uh, so that's Brad's first pick. For my first pick, I also am going to stick with the rhythm section, but I'm not going drums. I'm going bass player. Uh, so I'm going to take the person who I feel like 
is the most versatile bass player because the bass is all about the rhythm section. It's setting the tone. It's laying the foundation for whatever gets built around it based on whatever you guys pick and what I end up taking. So I'm going with a bass player who's a singer, songwriter, just a living legend. I am taking Sir Paul McCartney with my first pick. Nice. Taking nice. taking the the best beetle that's still alive. So <laughs> <laughs> you could take that comment yeah, any way you want to. The be- yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've got vocals, I've got a bass player, and I've got a songwriter. I, I I've got the total package in in the knight himself. Plus, he can kill a slay a dragon. He's a knight. So um, <laughs> so that that's my in case that comes up. You never know. <laughs> All right, so Curtis, we go to you for your first pick. What are you taking? Uh, I'm going to go with vocals first Ooh, and foremost. Okay. You guys want to guess who I'm going to get pick? Um, Reznor. I, I, I didn't want to go there. But, yeah, I'm going to was... go with Dave Windorf. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, twist. Uh, Dave Windorf's got a, you know, he's very, how do you describe it? He, he, he could do the psychedelic. He can do kind of a rockabilly you can do the heavy metal he, he, he just he's got range. a nice little range and he, you know it's very yeah i don't know i just it's great he, he's got a great voice and for what i've got list wise hopefully if nothing changes uh, i think it'd be a great addition and um as we heard today kenny like he's still got it he's still got a great voice so yeah, yeah. right on right on very cool. All right, Kenny, we go to you. You get the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round. So back to back, who are you going to take first? Who's your um, first pick? First, I, I, I guess I forgot to ask this question, but are we doing live people or dead people? Doesn't matter. Do whatever you okay. want. Okay. I, I had both. So I wasn't yeah. sure. I meant that. Yeah. Go, go to um, town. It's it's a fantasy. Uh, so do whatever you want. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. I just wanted to double check. I didn't want to get in trouble. Um. So I guess I will start off with my lead singer. And uh, for my lead singer, I am picking Chris Cornell because ever since I first heard Soundgarden on their very first album, and that's not super, or that's not, you know, like super unknown. It's not, you know, those on the very first, I just, he's so versatile. So if my band wants to play something a little slower, he can do that. If they want to do an acoustic show, he could do that. They wanted to do something heavy, you know, like slaves and bulldozers, stuff like that. He's got that voice, and he's right. he's just melodic when he sings, and that's that's my singer. Awesome. That's a good pick. That is a good pick. I, yeah, he. I saw him live four times, and he was without a doubt like my favorite vocalist personally, mm. and uh, and he's a very versatile singer. That's why he can straight up shred it like a fucking metal singer can or he can croon over like some old soul classics do a little bit of blues and just very versatile kind of homage homage bob dylan a little bit yeah he can he can do it but we saw yeah. what twice twice with Soundgarden, right once and- acoustic solo and then with trump temple the dog wow. which yeah it's no, great yeah <laughs> and and uh there's very few singers out there who can do what Robert Plant could do back in the day, and Chris Cornell in his prime could totally do that. Yeah. Right on, Chris. Way to finish out the first round. What are you going to do? Se- 
Go ahead, Kenny. Set the set the tone for the second round for us here as well. What do you got? Finish up if you want to talk um, about Chris Cornell, but then what are you gonna got for your uh, for your next pick? None. Uh, I think I've said and gave good reasons why I'm picking him. So I'll go into my second one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit anybody in my second round, but third round it's <laughs> that shit'll be uh, on. <laughs> so for this, I'm gonna go with my lead guitarist, and for me, it's gotta be Zach Wild. He is. And he fits into the same thing, too. No matter what you ask him to play, he can play it. If it's going to be a bluesy song, if it's going to be a shredding heavy metal song, anything in between, he is there. He's got his own unique style. So when he starts playing, you're like, that is whatever I decide to name this band. (laughs) You know, it's like, that's that. So that he's by far one of my favorite guitarists ever. So he's, he's got to be in the band. Right on. Very good. That's one of my highlights when I saw Ozzy, like in 2007 was Zach, uh, Zach while doing a, uh, just a guitar solo. Granted I was high and drunk, but it was amazing. <laughs> uh, I seen, I seen Ozzy, I seen Ozzy got, I don't know, probably 20 times. And uh, I got to see Zach Wilde, on his first tour with Ozzy and throughout the years and stuff that I've seen him by himself when he was doing, like I seen with black label society and uh, with the pride and glory stuff. So I, I'm a huge fan of his. So Right on good picks. All right. We go back to Curtis for your second pick, Curtis. You've got, uh, you've got a choice. You can either take or you can, you can put somebody on somebody else's team. Your, your call. All right, I'm going to go ahead and do my guitarist as well. I'm okay. going to pick, I'm going to go with Dave again. I'm going to go with Dave Navarro. I love uh, Dave Navarro's guitar playing. It's it's yeah. it's uh, very, it's heavy, and it's he, he loves the psychedelic kind of stuff. And when he was with the Chili Peppers, he kind of did, did some funkiness, even though it's not really his thing, but he can do it. And uh, I think the pairing of him and Dave Windorf would be, kind of uh, amazing it's kind of like a match made in heaven so yeah dave navarro he fits in great with him that's yeah. a good choice right because he's got that funky and he can pull off that sound and he's got a very unique sound that is his too so yeah that's cool yeah and his his when he was with the chili peppers i'm gonna say that that's probably my one of my favorite chili peppers albums even though a lot of people don't like it but i think it's great yeah because dave navarro wasn't happy when he was doing it i mean he was happy to be in the group but he wasn't in a good place yeah. and none of, none of them were yeah true they were all in heroin none of them were in a good place <laughs> All right. Good pick. So we've got a couple there as well. Uh, I am going to, with my next pick, I'm going to give it away. Um, I am going to give it away now. Going to put somebody, going to put somebody on somebody else's team or somebody else's super group. Um, Let's see. I, what I could do is I could go ahead and give Brad one and then he's going to be picking two and then, That'll kind of round out his team until we get to the lightning uh, round. So, Brad, I'm going to give you one. Uh, I'm going nice. to give you, and there's so many I could pick from here. Oh, and some of them have talent, so I don't want to do that. So, I'm going to go with. There are three. Okay, and, and four, 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 the, 
for the giveaways, just just as a clarification point, this has to be somebody who has released an album. So you can't just pick like some random like third grader or something, you know, that can't carry a tune. You've actually got to pick somebody who's released an album. So Brad is going to get. I'm picking my nephew because he's shit. Yeah, exactly. No, you're not getting that. Well, there's so many here that are fun, but I think I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with William Hung, the the, uh, American Idol, uh, the American (laughs) Idol uh, didn't even make it through the auditions, but somehow became really fucking popular. Um, So that's the one I was going to give away. He he did release an album. Um, Yeah, he's probably the top of most of the giveaway lists, but I'm going to go ahead and put him uh, on Brad's Brad's group here. So, Brad, that means you have two in your group and you are making two consecutive picks. You're picking your last pick for the uh, for the second round and your first pick for the third round. You can either take two or you can give one and take one. It's totally your call. Brad. Where are you going? Uh, is, it, is it my turn right now? It is your turn. You're going to get two in a row okay. here. Uh, I just want to say real quick that I'm throwing Will Hung on like the tambourine or some more <laughs> shit. The, cow, the cowbell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he would fucking kill it on a cowbell. <laughs> um, okay. So second round pick, I'm I'm gonna pick my I'm gonna pick my lead singer. Okay. Um I'm gonna pick uh she's not as well famous as some of the other lead singers, not necessarily, but she should be because she's got an amazing voice. I'm gonna go with Beth Hart. Um not sure if you guys even know who the fuck Beth Hart is. If you don't, you should listen to her. Um she's got her voice is often likened to Janis Joplin, and she can certainly do Janis Joplin justice. But she can, like, and she does a lot of blues and soul covers. But when she fucking lets loose, like, she can go hardcore, like, fucking, she can shred it. Like, she should be a metal singer sometimes when you're listening to her. Wow. And uh, I feel like she's just a very strong pick for a, le- a lead singer. And so that's who I'm going with. Right on. Good pick. And then you've got another pick coming. This is the first pick of the third round. Um, Again, you can take another uh, performer, another musician, or you can uh, do a giveaway here in the third round. It's up to you. Hello? What are you thinking? And when do by when do I have to have given away somebody? Uh, by the lightning the, round? By, by, the, yeah, by the lightning round. So within if you don't do it this round, you'll have to do it in the fourth round. So you have you have time if you don't want to do it now. It's up to you. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, well, I'll I'll go ahead and pick another member from my band. Okay. Because I've I've got to do something about this Will Hong situation. I got. <laughs> I, um, I think unplugging the microphone is what you do in that situation. <laughs> you give him like a Fisher Price microphone and tell him to go to town. Here you go. He's like, I'm in the band. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, you are, buddy. Hello, ladies. Let's rock. Good job, buddy. <laughs> go I'm ahead, Brad. I'm gonna pick somebody who's a bit of a multi instrumentalist. He's a uh, mostly well known as a, a lead singer and guitarist but he also plays bass and he's even played drums 
on a, a few albums. Um, so he's literally like a, a, a full package, like, you know, where every you need to stick um, somebody like whatever, you know, whatever gap you have in your band. If you need someone, whatever instrument you need someone on, he can pretty much. Play do, you, it. do you want to say what you uh, told me? That's Josh Homme. <laughs> I don't even remember when I was talking about what I what you said. He I could use, fill any gap. Josh Homme from uh, Queens of the Tony. That's a good pick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, from Queens of the Stone Age, Caius. Um, he even played nice. drums with the Eagles of Death Metal and uh, yeah. played bass with uh, Reznor and Grohl on the Sound City Players. Um, I just, he's kind of a wherever you need him, he can do the job and he'll fucking kill it because he's a really good guitar player. Yeah, he's uh, got he's kind of his own style and uh, really good bass guitarist and uh, Eagles of Death Metal. I don't know if I would ever need him on drums, but he plays drums with Eagles of Death Metal and uh, the, like the percussion in that really is the driving force with Eagles of Death Metal makes it really catchy. Right. I love that group, man. They came to Springfield. I didn't know who they were at the time, and we caught them at the Regency, I believe. And I was just like blown away. I was like, I love these guys. I was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> if I had a quarter for every time you said I love these guys, I swear. <laughs> Especially when we're out of the Regency. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Caius lately, and I just I love that band. And oh man, he uh, he plugs his guitar into a bass amp when he's in that when he was in that band. I don't don't know if he does it with queens of the stone age but in that band it's kind of like that's why it's got like this grungy kind of kind of sound to the guitars because it's in a bass amp and yeah he's he's pretty great right on yeah. very good pick we likes it everybody likes it all right so i'm going with uh the third round pick it'll be my second pick for my team since i've already given one away i am also taking a guitar player this will be my guitar player um Singer, songwriter, guitar player. Uh, if you're looking for a live show, you're not going to find a better one. I'm taking Prince. Nice. I got real quiet all of a sudden. I'm going with Prince well, because nobody nobody can play guitar like Prince can play guitar, and he's so underrated as a guitar player. But then you throw in the vocals and the whole live stage persona. Um, yeah, Prince is the total package. Oh so yeah, what he brings to writing, what he brings to the performance, everything. Yeah, I, I consider. So I've got Prince and Paul McCartney. So my songwriting is down. I've got that. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, Prince is the only guy I've ever seen make a guitar disappear on stage, <laughs> throwing it up in the air and walking off. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> He's the only guy I've ever seen fuck a guitar on stage too. So you know, whatever it's it's good. <laughs> so that's my uh, that's my second pick for myself. Um, third round pick for Curtis. Curtis, you have choices again. You can either uh, take another person for your band, or you can give somebody a band member. I'm gonna give somebody a band member. All righty. Okay, so. You know, you got kind of the thing going on, Joey. Okay. Yeah, Paul McCartney. You got Paul McCartney. You got Prince. I'm going to give you someone else. All right. Uh, Fantastic. Someone <laughs> who is a um, a, vo a vocal singer as well. I, I know. I know who I want, but I don't know that that's who you're going to give to me. So I'm not going to say oh. anything until you've made your pick. 
out of right. the bad out of the uh, bad musicians I left. Curtis I know who I want. The guy I was going to give him. Go ahead. That's uh, all right. Let's find out. Let Curtis. Let's let Curtis. Well, uh, send I was it originally going to give out William Hung to somebody, but you gave that out to Brad. So well, that was yeah. We, that was we pretty, think alike. <laughs> yeah, that was a fast. Great yeah. minds. Great minds think alike there. But uh, I'm going to give you the master of dolphin sounds, Yoko Ono. Fantastic. She's going to oh, work out great uh, with Paul McCartney on the band. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna They're get gonna her. We're gonna get her high on the tour bus and just let her sleep it off while we perform. <laughs> <laughs> and Ringo's gonna be sitting off in his place somewhere, wondering why the fuck he's not being tagged. He's along. like, "What? Yeah, was I really that bad?" <laughs> uh, I. I, I see I see Caleb out there and I'm not going to say anything because I thought something similar to what he's thinking too. Um, we'll, we'll address that later. We'll, we'll hit the uh, some other stuff. But we're not done yet. We got more picks to go. So third pick was Curtis's uh, third round pick. He gives me Yoko Ono. I love it. She's fantastic. We're going to put her to work doing something. All right, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, you've got two picks back to back again. You got that hot corner. You're going with your third round pick and your fourth round pick. One of them will have to be a giveaway and one of them will have to be a for you. So what are you going to do first? I will go ahead and do my giveaway. All right. And I guess I will go ahead and go with Curtis. You're going to have to give it to Curtis. Yep. So. So, Curtis, I am giving you the master of the pan flute, Zamfir. <laughs> okay. I'll put him to use. I'll put him to use. I'll make it work. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I had several other people that I was thinking about, but I was like, well, fuck, all these people would be great additions to his band. Like, they the, would fit in good with that. That's so the problem like, with picking oh, well, the problem with picking Zamfir is like he's a fucking good pan flute player. Like they can make that work. <laughs> yeah, but he's still freaking looking a little new. Yeah, he I mean, is. Like, like, well, he's like, like pan flute solo. Well, he has a pot of gold he has to take care of quite a bit too, so he may not be around. I don't know. That'd be all right. Yeah, he's off chasing the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So with so, your first pick in the fourth round, Kenny, you're taking one for yourself. Who are you taking yeah. to add to your band? Um, I'm going with my bass player, and that would be the original bass player for Metallica, be Cliff Burton. And I'm picking him because, again, super versatile. He could play the blues. He could play the heaviest of stuff. He can make that bass guitar sound like an electric guitar is being played and you know like he could do rhythm he could damn near do lead on that bass guitar so he just he is a perfect fit for what i got going on for a super group very cool very cool all right so any thoughts on that i, I, I think it's a great pick all right yeah, we're gonna keep moving then. Yeah. all right curtis this is a uh, this is your last chance to take somebody before we get to the lightning round you cannot do another giveaway so who are you taking for your band I am taking uh, Sean Yeslut as my bass player. She taking, was the uh, bass player for White Zombie. What's her last name She's again? Good. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. I've never known how to pronounce it. It's uh, Y S. Spell it for him. Yeah, Y S E U L T. Yeslut, Yeslut, right? Something like that. But no, she's uh, she's a great little bass player, and uh, I think she'd fit in with. 
even with Xanthir, I think she'd fit in with these guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> it awesome. sounds so demeaning when you called her a little bass player. I didn't mean to like that. Come on now. No, she's great. She's, uh, well, she's if you ever go back. Yeah, she is kind of small, but you know, she's also an art, an artist. If you go back and just kind of look her up, you know, she's got, she does photography. She's got, uh, all kinds of artwork and, you know, that makes some mix with these guys, makes some interesting, uh, you know, CD covers and whatnot. So there you go. Very good. Good pick. All right. So I am going with my last pick before the lightning round. Um, this is a have to put somebody on my team. I'm going to round out my rhythm section. I'm taking a drummer um, who, like many of you, is versatile, has has recorded albums where he has played every instrument on the album. Right now, probably not best known as a drummer, um, but I'm going to take Dave Grohl for my yep, job. I knew mean, exactly who you were talking about. <laughs> yep. Right. Because yeah, the dude, I mean, whatever I need him to play and vocals and songwriting again, total package. Dave Grohl. And he already gets along great with Paul McCartney. So Dave Grohl and Yoko Ono. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's, he gets along great with Yoko. All right. So we go to Brad to finish out the fourth <laughs> round. Brad, you have to give to Kenny. Um, so this is the fourth round you're going to give to Kenny. Once you've done that and we've talked about it, then we start the lightning round where everybody will take one for the team. So who do you get? Who do you give Kenny in this one, uh, Brad? I've I've got two people in mind to give Kenny. Uh-huh. And can I get a like a uh, can I get ask ruling? the room what they think? Yeah, I already no. told you. Yeah. But what are you thinking? What are you choosing between? And uh, then we'll give Wes you a thumbs Gantlin. up with them. Okay. The, the lead singer from Puddle of Mud, Wes Gantlin, or Paul Schaefer. Because <laughs> I, I know how much Kenny loves keyboards. What the fuck? Is that, is that what we're... I mean, that's, what, <laughs> that's, that's it? You're giving him two musicians? The actual musicians? <laughs> Do you that. think I'm that familiar with shitty musicians? <laughs> I've got... I've got Whoa. I've got I've got a list here that you could give him that I would give him over any of those two, yeah. but but All it's your call. You know, it's your it's your pick. No, it's your pick. List. Let's see what we got. Oh, no, he's made his choice. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's your yeah. pick, not mine. We'll we'll talk about what's left on the table at the end. Give him give him one. Give him one. No. <laughs> I'll take both of them. I'll give a shit. I can make no both shit. of them more. You can Absolutely. give me one off that list. I can't. I can't after it's over. But who? So give Kenny who you're going to give him. Uh, <laughs> well, fuck. Um, <laughs> it's like it's no like, fun. Paul Schaefer came up when I was originally. Um, I, I thought of Paul Schaefer when I was joking about making a band of all keyboardists. And I was like, that would be my one to give away. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. Um, God damn. Is that where you're ah, going then? No. I, I don't know. Curtis is telling me to give you Justin Bieber, but people like Justin Bieber. <laughs> I, yeah, Cur- too. I was like, Curtis, you can't be feeding him uh, answers here. All right, all right. I'm just going to stay, stay out of this now. Yeah. So what are you going with, Brad? What's your final choice here? Uh, fuck it. I'll give you... I'll give you the guy from like Curtis told me uh, uh, Paul Schaefer, but I'll give you the guy from Puddle of Mud because have you heard him lately? He sounds like shit. Okay, so, but here's the thing: I will uh, happily West take Cantlin. him. I'll give you West Cantlin. 
I will happily take him because he is a good rhythm guitarist, and I'll put him on rhythm. And he could be my backup vocalist. Well, here's I'm the thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Paul Schaefer, and I think Paul Schaefer is a more talented musician. <laughs> I, I'd Paul Schaefer's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a big keyboard fan, but I can make him work. <laughs> yeah. No shit. All right. So, gang, we're in the lightning oh. round. The way this will work is everybody's going to rattle off their pick for themselves. Um, we're not going to talk about the picks in between. At the end of it, we'll wrap it up with our discussion of the entire band that has been put together. So it goes back to Brad. Brad, you're picking for yourself. Who's your lightning round pick? Uh, Duke Garwood. I don't know if you even know who the fuck that is. Do I have time to explain it? Nope, not in the lightning round. You don't. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Uh, I am okay. taking. Uh, boy, there's two choices here. I got to pick one. It's lightning round. I'm I'm blowing it. I'm taking. I'm taking uh, Freddie Mercury. Nice. Curtis. Uh, Martin Atkins on drums. Kenny. I'm doing Scott Ian on rhythm guitar. All right, so let's go back through these bands. If you got a good band name for this con conglomeration that you've got here, um, then by all means, spit it out and we'll use it. Uh, so we've got Brad had the first pick. Brad has uh, Cindy Blackman Santana on drums. William Hung on lead vocals. <laughs> Beth Hart on vocals. Oh, shit. <laughs> Josh Homme Josh on guitar. And who you picked... Uh, Tell us about Duke a little bit. Who, who used your last pick here? We'll use that Duke, here at the end. Go ahead. Duke Garwood is a uh, multi-instrument. He's a British uh, multi-instrumentalist who uh, I really only know because he's recorded on a couple albums with Mark Lanigan. But uh, basically, any uh, any instrument you need, he can. I, he either knows it already or he can figure it out. Like uh, the albums that I've listened to him on, like he literally plays every instrument, and that includes guitars, bass. Um, fucking percussions if need be, horns, clarinet, string instruments, whatever the fuck you need, Duke Garwood can play it, and he's got like a very interesting style about him um, that I think would be kind of interesting with some of these people because you got um, Cindy Blackman, who's kind of like comes from a jazz background and some rock, and then you've got Beth Hart, who does a lot of blues and soul. And I think just, you know, having a guy who can do some horns or strings or whatnot, you know, playing with them can really just add another element to him. And of course, I picked Josh Homme because he plays both guitar and bass. And right. he's like a really strong guitarist and kind of at times has a bluesy feel. I just feel like got a little, a lot of cohesion there. Is there anybody else that made your short list that you didn't get to pick that you thought about taking at some point? Um, well, all the people I picked are still alive, and I did consider a lot of musicians who are actually no longer with us. At one point, I considered Steve Marriott for lead vocalist and guitarist. Uh, he's the lead singer from Humble Pie, and uh, basically was the template. Like when Jimmy Page was looking for a singer for Led Zeppelin, he's like, I want a guy who can sing like Steve Marriott. And then he came across uh, Robert Plant, and just incredible singer. He was on my short list. And um, a number of guitarists made my right. short list. I, at one point, since I had Cindy Blackman, I considered Santana himself, uh, but didn't go that way. 
Right. Very good. I feel like your band would be right at home in a uh, college town uh, coffee shop playing on Thursday nights <laughs> after the <laughs> spoke after the spoken word people leave the stage. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a bad thing. If that's the groove hey, they have, it's a, so. it's a small, intimate, like, you know, smaller jazz type, you know. That's the kind of the groove I'm getting from your from your band here. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe, maybe kind of like a desert, like a desert band or something with Josh Homme in it. I was thinking like uh, they play the like festival shows, right? Like they're de- maybe not main stage, but definitely you know in the middle tier of playing festival shows. So, Brad, do you got a name for your band? Yeah. What is it? It's more of a punk name band that I've I, I've had. Like it came across a long time ago. Someone said something and it's like, "Did I hear you right? Did you just say?" And uh, I don't know if you can read what I just changed my name <laughs> uh, to. Part of it, yeah. <laughs> cornhole mass ejection. Uh, well, it, cornhole mass ejection. Someone was like, "What's coronal mass ejection?" Talking about like the. Uh, <laughs> it's like a scientific term, like based right. on uh, solar, solar flares, corona right. and stuff like that, and plasma discharge, whatnot. But I, I heard cornhole mass ejection, and it's like <laughs> I'm writing that down because that's got to be used at some point. <laughs> I think you just gave me the name for my band too, not yours. I'm not stealing your name, but I think Ooh. I've got mine based off that discussion. All right, so here's uh, here's the band I've got. I've got Paul, Paul McCartney. Corona. I'm, I'm Sir Sir Paul McCartney on bass, uh, Prince on guitar, Yoko Ono on uh, tambourine and triangle, uh, Dave Grohl as a drummer, but wherever I need him, and I've got Freddie Mercury on both vocals and piano. Um, so yeah, I'm going with the the name of my band will be Plasma Discharge. <laughs> based on that discussion uh, yeah i had a whole i had a list of different folks that i didn't take um if i had not gotten paul mccartney uh i would have looked at a couple's on base um i would have gone with like sting roger waters uh lemmy we talked about brian wilson from the beach boys possibly uh drums had i not gone with dave grohl and i was waiting i had a short list of bass and a short list of drummers too and i was kind of waiting to see what would get taken and none of my drummers got taken um so i had to choose dave grohl but i also had like uh phil collins sheila e don henley guitar much like you guys there's a shitload of guitar players uh i was leaning towards uh which caleb is watching us on twitch uh leaning towards like a willie nelson uh lindsey buckingham jack white uh clapton something like that and then i knew that i wanted to get a vocalist that could play piano at the end so i took freddie mercury because i felt his vocals were stronger but i was also looking at like uh, an elton john or even like a lady gaga alicia keys something like that so and uh, Curtis, huh? Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have yeah. the radio hits. We're gonna sell out the stadium. So, yeah, the only problem with your band is they they're only gonna have like five dates, and uh, they might play a music show. Yeah, like, someone, uh, someone breaks a hip, like the Grammys or something. And that's the only time you see this super group. And that's yeah, what a super group a is. Or, or gets AIDS yeah. or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Curtis, let's uh, let's talk about yours a little bit. You want to talk to us because you've got a couple of Daves, you got Zamfir, you've got uh, Sean and Martin. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your group. What do you, what do you see? Yeah, what's so the name of your group? My the name of my group is called the Suicidal Dolphins, 
which is a reference you to had dolphins rather, on the brain today didn't you maybe a little bit uh maybe a little i've had this name in my head for a while because there was this uh documentary that came out years ago about uh, like these scientists i don't they were studying dolphins back in the 60s. They were feeding them LSD, hoping to kind of train them. And there's this one woman whose dolphin wouldn't focus. So she found that it would get aroused and she would jerk it off. And then um, when they took her away from the dolphin, the dolphin jumped out of the water and killed itself. So suicidal dolphins came uh, in various ways. So that's the fan name. I was thinking for your group it would be called like uh, cocaine muskrats. <laughs> cocaine hippos. I mean, you know, cocaine hippos. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I've got Dave Windorf on vocals, Dave Navarro on guitar, uh, Sean Yeselt on bass, Mark Atkins on drum. Mark Mark Atkins. Um, if you watch the Head Like a Hole music video for Nine Inch Nails, he's one of the drummers in that. He's also most famously known for the band Pigface, which is there's famously, no main. I don't, I don't know that most famously known for the band Pigface is an accurate statement. He's he's famously <laughs> known for Pigface. Okay. Uh, Pigface is uh, kind of a cultish band, but uh, I actually got to see them uh, a couple of years ago, and I got to meet Martin. He's a nice guy, but he's like the one main member in the band it's just it's a revolving door of members and if you buy an album it's like a compilation album of who's who so like each song is different it's got a different person on it and um his drumming he can just he goes he can do do it all it can be kind of like punkish it can be hardcore industrial it can be a little melodic he he can just kind of go back and forth on that and of course you know i got zanfir on the, the flute here the pan flute so I've got a nice little uh, psychedelic uh, uh, rock band, maybe a little bluesy at times, maybe a little funky. So yeah, I've got that. All Suicidal right. Dolphins. There you go. Is there anybody <laughs> that on your short list that you did not get to pick? Yeah, I was going back and forth on bass players. I almost picked Flea because I because Flea and Dave Navarro over together at some point, and Flea was also in Jane's Addiction for a while, and I know they kind of groove together but uh also Trent Reznor uh for vocals because he's also does keyboard and synth and he can play bass and guitar he's even done drums but um yeah with what I got here I feel like this is sort of like if you hear the band name Suicidal Dolphins and see who's in it it makes sense fair enough there you go so so you were picking to the band name as opposed to coming up with a band name after you had your band pick kind of yeah yeah, fair enough. That'll work. Kenny, how about you? Take us through your band here. Or do you need me to run uh, you down? Do you know yeah? Well, I, I keep forgetting the least thing or a puddle mud, but uh, I can definitely work with him. I can throw him on some rhythm guitar, but I picked uh, Scotty in. Uh, he's the guitarist for Anthrax. He can play lead. He can play rhythm. He's excellent at both. And uh then, of course, you know, Zach Wilde. You know, the good thing about Scott Ian, he literally knew everybody that's in my band. So, and they're all kind of the same kind of dude. And uh, I think they would get along because a few of them know each, knew each other anyways. And, uh, but Zach Wilde, incredibly versatile as well. Cliff Burton, incredibly versatile. Chris Cornell. So I've got a, a band that can play if they need top 40 you know, kind of stuff, or if they need heavy stuff or whatever. I mean, they've got it all. And for like a, 
Oh, the name well, of the band I went not, with. They don't have it all. But I'll tell you. But go ahead. Keep going. Well, but uh, they have. Uh, I decided for a band name, I was going to do Gutter Lust. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I thought they would all get a kick out of that. Now, for a short list, I did have, for a singer, I did have the lead singer of Queensryche. And I've heard his name pronounced a couple different ways. But it's either Jeff Tate or Joff Tate, or I've heard it pronounced a few different ways. So, but he's the lead singer of Queensryche. And then actually for bass players, as many as there are that are amazing, I was going to pick Jason Newstead. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, he just happens to be, you know, but I, I like Jason Newstead from Flossum and Jetsum before I liked him in Metallica because he was in it first, but, and then um, the only other one really that I would have done for lead guitar would have been Dimebag Daryl from Pantera because he was very versatile too. And he had his own signature style and it was amazing. So did you, did you have a drummer on your short list anywhere? Cause you didn't have one in your band. I was going to put <laughs> one, but uh, I want to be because I figured I could make any drummer and I figured if someone gave me a drummer, I could make them work anyways. But uh, if I had to pick just off the top of my head, uh, Curtis, you may have to help me with the name, but the drummer for Tool. I'm not a Tool fan, so I'm not sure what his name is. Oh, okay. I thought you might have just known because he's in that same genre of all the stuff we like. So Yeah. But I know you're... He's a good drummer, like based on what I know of tools. So, yeah, yeah, because I was going to do that, but uh, I figured on one of these picks first, and I can make any drummer work. So, <laughs> problem is, but, you don't uh, have a drummer to work with, <laughs> you still don't have yeah. a drummer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. They can figure they can do a drum machine. There you go. They can, drum machines, though. they can have the guy from Puddle of Mud running the drum machine. You program that fucking <laughs> drum machine for us. Uh, <laughs> I have to say, the last time Chris Cornell did uh, anything with a drum machine, fans were not uh, happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that it would, that well, whole Scream cool. album was like his least popular. <laughs> it wouldn't be a drum machine. It'd be in the production. They would just do... They have the drum sounds. So yeah. yeah, so... I'm so not concerned about that. Let's talk about the big controversy of this draft was uh, Brad's pick of giving you uh, the lead singer from Puddle of Mud. Who are some of the uh, some of the shitty people that did not get put on other people's bands that you guys have at the top of your of your short list? <laughs> I was going to give away Fred Durst. The top of my short list. Who was that? Yeah, William say, Brad? yeah. what'd you say, Brad? I'm sorry. Will Hong was at the top of my short list, yeah, and I, I ended at, up with him. I think he's at the top of just about everybody's short list. Yeah. No, I was going to give Fred Durst away at one point, but I was like, I don't know. There's some people like Limp Bizkit, so Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there I, any I others you're there are with? some Limp Bizkit songs that I hear, like, wow, that's outdated, but I still kind of want to listen to it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> who who did it. you have on your list, Kenny? Um, I was going to give somebody Bjork. Just because her singing wouldn't really fit. Anybody's. Except maybe Curtis. Like, Curtis, yeah. it could you can make it work. Him. Yeah. I yeah. could make it work. Yeah. I actually I consider mean, her too. I was going to give somebody the train wreck of Courtney Love. 
Um, <laughs> people like her though; they yeah. really do. Yeah, people like her, but God, she's a hot mess, and she destroys the band faster than Yoko. <laughs> Be, before I gave Joey um, Yoko Ono, I did consider someone because you said they had to have put out an album. This person put out an album, a rap album, Joe Pesci. <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been good. Uh, I had so here's what I had left. Um, I had. God uh, damn it! I should have given someone William Shatner. There you go. That's right. <laughs> I had uh, I had Tiny Tim on my short list. Um, oh. I had uh, Snow on my short list with no, Informer. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I too had Bieber, but then I thought, wow, he sells records, so I don't know that I want to go that route. Um, so I did right. also I did right. also have uh, Paris Hilton, who did put out an album. And Lisa Marie Presley, who also put out an album, but uh, did not end up giving those away. Ended up giving away William Hung early on. So those are our fantasy bands. Uh, look for them headlining a tour uh, or a uh, festival once that kind of shit reopens near you in the near future in the post-pandemic age. Coming up this week in Entertainment and Pop Culture Friday... If you're listening to the podcast on Friday, is the first day, one of two days, of WonderCon at home. WonderCon is a, kind of the sister convention with San Diego Comic Con, owned by the same company. They are doing it all online again this weekend, uh, so check that out. Also in theaters, if you have a movie theater near you that's open, nobody starring Bob Odenkirk pretending to be John Wick uh, opens up in theaters this weekend. Bob. That that looks good. I mean, it looks it like looks it looks interesting. Yeah, looks like it looks like. Be worth checking out, yeah. Uh, also, this Friday, Invincible, the series premiere over on Prime Video. This is the animated uh, superhero series from Robert Kirkman behind The Walking Dead. Um, and the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the series premiere over on Disney Plus. That's this weekend. Next week, Tuesday, a couple of uh, wonderful DC ladies. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 hits Blu ray and DVD on Tuesday. The Supergirl final season premiere hits the CW Tuesday night. And then new comics from DC Comics on Tuesday. Everybody else's comics get delivered on Wednesday. Also on Wednesday, Godzilla vs. Kong is both in theaters and available on HBO Max. Who you got in that one? I know we talked about it before, but remind me. Refresh my memory. Who's, who do you got in the Godzilla vs. Kong? King Kong all the way. I, you know, I don't know. I don't remember who I picked originally, but I'm kind of going for Kong. How about you, Brad? You picked Kong. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with King Kong. Kong. That's unanimous. Then that, Kong takes it that, for this group. That's going to be the eight. That's going to be the upset. There you go. Uh, this Thursday, next Thursday, I guess a week from today, as we're recording this, kicks off Shutter's halfway to Halloween event. All the month long of April, which is, of course, April Fool's Day as well. Uh, we've got, starting on April Fool's Day, Creep Show Season 2 premiere. And the nice. Train Train to Busan Presents Peninsula uh, both hit Shutter on Thursday of next week. For video gamers, Outriders releases on PC, PlayStation, both PlayStations, Stadia, and the Xbox One and Series X. Also, it's a Game Pass game, so check that out. All right, and let's see. So we've got all of that coming up this week. Next Thursday, we'll be recording a brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. You can join us for the live recording on the Pop Goes the Culture Facebook page, Twitch channel, YouTube channel. Uh, links to all of those can be found at popgoestheculture.com. You can 
watch, listen to, interact with us as we're recording. I know Caleb's watching and listening right now as well. And then, of course, next Friday, look for next week's brand new episode of Pop Goes the Culture podcast in the podcast player of your choice. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please take a moment and leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost a thing, and it really is one of the best ways that you can show your support for the show. That's all I've got. Has anybody got anything else before we get out of here? I'll just simply say, if you're going to vote in our poll and you want to <laughs> give Army of Darkness a win, thank you so much. It, but vote for whoever you want. I want to, I don't vote go for whoever you want as long as it's Army of Darkness is what Kenny said. Right. <laughs> happens to be Army of Darkness. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, be sure to vote. It's the finals. So this week wraps it up. We'll have a brand new pop quiz for you next week that will not be related to this tournament. So check that out. All right. Well, that's, I think, going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, be sure to check out our online store again at popgoestheculture.com. Pick up your Pop Goes the Culture swag. Uh, thanks again to my co-host, to Kenny, to Curtis, and to Brad for being on the show this week. It was fun. I like doing the draft. It was a good time. And thanks yeah. to everyone again joining us live on the live stream and to everybody listening to the podcast whenever and wherever you're catching us. Again, my name is Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We will catch you right back here next week for another brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Be safe, be healthy, be happy. We will see you later. Later. Peace, Peace tits. Adios. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.